Hello, everyone. My name is David Michael. And I am Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. <laughs> Welcome back, Michael Bastard. <laughs> Episode number 25. How are you doing, bitch? I am well. I do want to get right into it, though. Uh, I just did, so go for it. Last week, I believe, you gave me shit for giving you a hard time following up to make sure you were going to call in to record this at the time we planned. I already know where this is going. This is bullshit. (laughs) You know where it's going because you were late. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't late. So you said we agreed on a starting time. We didn't agree. You sent out a meeting invite for a starting time, and I did not accept that starting time. Yeah. I just want to point out to, to the rest of the people listening that I think 22 of the 25 episodes we've started at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, that's the, not true. No, no. So we did have the time change. So we are an hour earlier than normal. Oh, well, for you, that's, that's for right. Me. It's the same time for you. So it's an mm-hmm. hour earlier for me since, what, March? Yeah. But yeah, the last, the last 10 episodes, we have been doing it at this time. <laughs> I'll give credit where credit is due. Another reason why that stupid time chasing needs to go away so you can't use oh, it as an excuse. Ridiculous. You know what the worst part about it is there are two states that I know of that don't don't participate. Arizona and Indi- Indiana. Indiana. And I don't right. even think it's the entire state of Indiana. I think it's like the Indianapolis metropolitan area. I believe, and because I'm not from Indianapolis, and I put it right under Philly for fuck you, Indianapolis. I believe the a time zone runs through it. So not to fuck half of the state, they just never change their time. I could be wrong on that. And, you know, the Google police will let us know. But I yeah, believe that's be worth the reason why they don't change it. Yeah. All right. That's fucking stupid. Anyways, how was your week? My week was good. You don't change it, on the other hand, because it's just yeah. sunny forever. Um, so the week was good. So I want to. So I'm trying to get more organized at home. And as part of that, I've been like scanning a bunch of old shit that's around. Um, scanning been, like documents, pictures, photos? Whether it's documents, pictures, I'm going to put any that I have, I'm going to send it into Costco and they'll give me a, a disk back or a, a jump drive, a USB drive. Yeah, I think I did that back in 97. Yeah, well, Welcome. I'm getting there. So um, I came across a couple old like concert tickets and movie tickets and um, sporting events and things like that. So one that jumped out at me has no no relationship to you, but if anybody's interested, September eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine was Hispanic Heritage Night at Chase Stadium. <laughs> That's one, and then two. The other one I'm going to ask you is: Does the date June tenth, nineteen ninety four, mean anything to you? June tenth, nineteen ninety four. That's somewhere around when Kurt Cobain died. Uh, actually, about two months later, yes. Okay, but, all right. Um, other than that, n- uh, no, I can't think of anything. All right, so I'll give you a couple clues. It was Yankee Stadium. Oh, Pink Floyd concert. That's right. Yeah. It was a Pink Floyd all concert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. My uh, my girlfriend at the time bought us tickets to that. Um, it was like a birthday gift. Um, all right, how was your week? Um, <laughs> That's a loaded question. So I've, I've debated having this discussion with you on camera because, or, or being recorded because it's, 
it's one of those topics where we've talked about it before. Both of our parents suffer from Alzheimer's diagnosed and it's a horrible disease. And the way we don't like get upset about it is we kind of poke fun at it. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, that's okay until, you know, it's embarrassing for someone. This one's going to be embarrassing for my dad, but <laughs> you jokingly said earlier, like, he's going to forget about it anyway. <laughs> the next day, he'll forget about it. So you don't need to worry. Which, which is, it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, so my dad, growing up, always had a little bit of a temper. Typical Italian hothead, right? When something went, you know, awry or didn't go his way, he would kind of get mad and he'd, like, say he had a screwdriver in his hand or something like that he would like throw it on the ground or something like that and he would get mad and he'd start cursing he had the uh the vocabulary of a uh, of a seller for sure so that carried on into adulthood and as he got older and uh became diagnosed with alzheimer's um one of the the major symptoms of alzheimer's is an additional loss of your ability to control your temper so yes. part of the actual disease is, you know, people that normally didn't have temper issues all of a sudden have temper issues. So you can imagine what it's like if you, you had a temper, a short temper, before what it would be like afterwards. It's amplified, like 10x. Right. So, and I don't know if you've seen that with your mom. Absolutely. Um, but your mom is more, probably more like, she gets frustrated more easily, as opposed no. to like losing your temper. No, she loses her temper a little bit now as well. But the difference is, like you said, my mom was... Very, always very, other than when I pissed her off as a kid, she was always relatively calm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your dad is probably, he's gone from TNT to TNT and a nuclear weapon probably taped together. Oh, yeah, now. he's a czar bomb for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 50 megaton kind. Um, so he, his whole world, I mean, when you think of Alzheimer's, they're trapped in their own mind, mm -hmm. right? His whole world is a figment of what he thinks, right? So if, regardless of whether or not it's true, if he thinks it happened, it happened. Because he can't, there's no way for him to fact check it. Um, so he gets, he has these run-ins with his TV. So what, when he first, when I first moved him out here, um, he was living with me for a little while and I brought his TVs out from New York and we put one of his TVs on and one day he got mad and he punched it. All right. And it had a glass screen and the screen just shattered. So it's like, all right, you know, we got to replace the TV. So we go out and buy a new TV. Um, so then he moves out, he moves into his own apartment. And one day I go over maybe a month later and the TV is completely shattered on one side. By the way, I was smarter. The TV that I bought him had a plastic screen. So it was a little <laughs> bit cheaper, not as high end, not made of glass, made of plastic. And shattered the hell out of it. Yeah, and so thankfully nowadays, sorry, thankfully nowadays TVs also don't cost two thousand dollars anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, these are like two hundred dollar, you know, forty inch TVs <laughs> from Costco, TVs, right? It I, basically, disposable <laughs> TVs, right? I go over and it's completely shattered from the corner, so it looks like it was dropped on a corner, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Based upon where it is in his room, I can see how he might have rounded the corner and maybe it got caught on his pocket. And then it fell over and it broke. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Buy him a new TV. About a month and a half later, I go over. He says the TV's broken. I go look at it. There's a frick. It looks like somebody threw a baseball through the middle of the TV because it's just there's, a, there's a, a hole in the middle and it just shattered like spider web from, from there on out. 
So recounting, that's what his third TV. That's his third. It's also good yeah. to see that he still has his velocity. Yes, velocity is up. He's still throwing <laughs> ninety-five mile an hour fastballs for sure. So, um, so I, I'm like, dude, like we got to stop. And you know, I talked to him about it, and he's like, well, I don't know what happened. He's like, I wasn't here. And I'm like, well, you're the only one that has the key to your place. So he's like, well, it wasn't me. I said, all right, well, I'm not paying for it. You got to pay for it. So he's like, that's fine. I have some money. And he does. He has, you know, he's got his social security. So it covers his rent. And thankfully he got the, uh, the COVID relief, you know, check. So he had, you know, a thousand bucks sitting in his account. So I'm like, all right, it's 200 bucks. He needs to learn a lesson. If all of a sudden he's paying for the TVs, then maybe he's going to be a little bit more careful with the TV, right? So, isn't, it, isn't it amazing how just that comment you just said, and I feel the same way. How we've become the parents the parent. to our yeah. parents. This is how you would react <laughs> yeah. to your child, right? Yes. Well, fine. You're paying for it, so if you break it, it's your money. So um, this was a week and a half ago. All right, and and keep in mind, he has he lives in an apartment. All of his friends and family are either dead or live in New York. Um, the, it's in the middle of the pandemic. Nobody really wants to talk to you. He's got no friends. Like. He's basically trapped in a room. So the TV is everything, right? So well, this the last TV and one, that maid that comes over once in a while. Help. The, the help. She's yeah. not just a maid. Did we talk about that in a prior episode? We did. Okay. Yeah, that's Andy. right. Yeah. The, the maid that you wish you had. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she helps him shower. So, um, so anyways, this was like a week and a half ago. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let it like sit for a couple days. Cause after a couple days, I'm thinking maybe he'll be so frustrated about not having anything to do. He'll be more careful with the TV. Not only that, I happen to work in, in it and I happen to know that, um, electronic components, particularly for monitors and televisions are becoming a rarity because the shipments, those parts from China are not getting to the U S the, at the, the velocity that they used to. Yes. Right. So TVs are actually becoming more expensive Cars are becoming more expensive. Anything that needs certain electrical components from China are going up in price. And I told him, and I said, look, I said, this is going to be the last TV for a while because this particular model is now, I've got to search all over town to find it. All right. So we go out, I take them to Costco. They have one left. And I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, this is going to be it for a long time. So I need you to take care of this. So we buy the TV. We get it home, I set it up, I get his cable going, he's happy as a pig and shit. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm like, all right, dad, have a good night, I gotta go. So I go home, go to bed, wake up the next morning, I get a phone call. And he says, I thought we replaced the broken TV. And I went, we did. He's like, then why is it still broken? That's number four. I went, are you kidding me? I said, call me back on FaceTime. I need to see this. So he calls me back on FaceTime, puts the camera towards the TV. Sure enough, freaking hole right in the middle of it, completely shattered. And he's like, what the hell happened? I'm like, you tell me what the hell happened. He's like, well, I just woke up and it was like this. And I went, oh man. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm beside myself. I don't know what to do at this point. So I said, look, I'll order you a new TV going to take a while to get here because all that was the last one amongst all the stores it only lasted 24 hours in your apartment so now we got to get a new tv today i finally found the new tv 
and I ordered a uh, protective screen that goes, it's basically like an OtterBox for your TV. Okay, good. good and it plan. was, and I didn't know they existed, but it was marketed to Nintendo Wii owners, which I thought mm. was fucking hysterical. One of my friend's kids threw something through the TV doing If that you've ever owned a Wii, either bowling or tennis, <laughs> if you didn't have that controller wrapped around your wrist, that thing was going flying. So I thought that was kind of funny. So I got him a TV and I got him a 40 inch, like quarter inch thick plexiglass that goes on top of the TV that for the most part should be bulletproof. So I have a, an unrelated question. You were in Vegas last weekend. I was. By any chance, do they give odds on five TVs broken by one person? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> I mean, the odds are pretty damn good. I think well, you, you wouldn't even... were at four were, were unbelievable. <laughs> if you bet 100, I'm sure you'd get $10 back. <laughs> that's how yeah, good you the You make odds more are. than if you pick the Jets or to win the, the Super Bowl. Are. That's how rare it is. <laughs> Fuck you, Jets. Yeah, so I spent all day. Um, in fact, when we're done recording this, I have to run over to Target because they had the last one. And, and I can't even just buy any TV. I have to buy that brand because he already knows all the menus and how to set it up. So if I'm not around, he can like program it and get it running without me having to come over and teach him how to do it. He also appears to know all the weak spots on that TV. So maybe, <laughs> maybe another TV might not be the worst approach. Yeah. And I looked into like getting insurance for it and they cover pretty much everything except for cracked glass. <laughs> they will yeah. not cover cracked glass. It's like nowadays, like when you buy a toaster for like $30, they're like, would you like to buy the warranty for seven? I'm like, no. Because it doesn't toaster. cover anything. <laughs> yeah, and it's a fucking toaster. Yeah. If it breaks, I throw it out, I get a new one. But we're right. now we're now, you know, twelve hundred bucks into televisions. Jeez. And I, I to be honest with you, even with the you know, the cover, I, I don't know how long this thing's gonna last. And I'm gonna tell them. I'm just gonna be like, look, if you break this one, I can't can't replace it. It's becoming too difficult, and it's too much of a pain. I mean, I literally ran around to like five different stores today to go find one. I finally found one on my phone, and then had them hold it at like a Target that's like 20, 30 miles away that I got to go drive to. You know what you need to do? You need to go on Craigslist or eBay or one of those and buy one of those old school fucking massive tube TVs. That can withstand a hit because those used to last for everything when we were a kid. I wish I knew what he was throwing at it. I think it's it's got to be his phone because I bought him one of those OtterBox cases for his phone because he went when he was living with me he went through like two or three phones because he would get frustrated and he would just kind of chuck it towards the ground and I have like hardwood floors throughout most of the house so I mean it was like smash shatter everywhere. So but ever since I got him that he has not been able to break his phone so. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, oh, man. So I'm beside myself with this whole situation. I don't know what to do. All right. So I'll tell you a story. So, you know, you said that was a little embarrassing. So I'll tell you a story. I had no intention of telling this one tonight. Um, it was on my own personal list to talk about at some point or another. Mm -hmm. So this will make you feel better that it's only a TV. About 15 years ago, my brother was still alive. We go to my parents' house and it's just me. And out of nowhere, they're like, we want to talk to you. And they're like, can we sit down and talk? So the first thing, being a kid who got in a lot of trouble, first thing is I'm like, right, what did oh, it, fuck. which one was it? <laughs> what did I do? What happened? Like, what did they hear about me that I don't remember doing or saying or whatever? Right. So we sit at the table and then I start thinking, oh shit, you know what? They might tell me they're going to get divorced. Like that's the way the conversation felt. So now the three of us are just sitting there. Nobody's saying anything. And, be honest, I wish I fucking put my head through a TV. 
No, nobody's saying anything. And then my mom starts going to my dad. Tell him. Tell him. Is this the talk? No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe. Um, when you're 25. <laughs> so when a mommy and so, a daddy really love each other. <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's how well you know me. It's funny that you mentioned that, but it wasn't that talk. So my mom's like, are you going to tell him? And my father is like, no, there's no reason to. She's like, if you don't tell him, I'll tell him. So my dad's like, fine. He's like, your mother wants you to know that we don't have sex anymore. And I'm like, what the what fuck, the fuck <laughs> just happened? So, like, I kind of froze. Like, I'm like, why do I need to know this? What What's are they go- hoping what? to gain from I, that? I don't know. Maybe fuck out of guilt. Maybe angry fuck oh. later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, I, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know what to say to that. And then they started arguing about it or whatever. And now I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm just waiting for to like a pause in the conversation where I'm like, I'm out of here. Start driving home, call my brother at the time, and then my wife. And I'm like, let me tell you what just fucking happened. <laughs> like, you cannot imagine what just fucking happened. <laughs> so, there, that's a story to make you feel a little bit better that it's only a couple broken TVs. I don't understand why, what they, what did they think that conversation was going to result in? A, a scarred child is what it resulted in. Oh, my God. Yeah. The only thing next is next time they're going to show me. That could have been the only thing that was worse. <laughs> Let's go over the birds and the bees again. Honey, oh, take down man. your clothes. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did not plan on telling that story, but I did want to talk about Elvis. Okay. And, and, and it led me to thinking. So if you remember in episode two, we talked a little bit about um, the way I shit and that I have to be naked and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I don't hold think on we, a second. You can't. <laughs> Our audience has grown, but I guarantee you not everybody has seen every episode. So I feel like you need to at least explain that. All right. If you go back to episode two called When Family Members Break Bones, at one point I tell a story about how, similar to George Costanza, I have to poop naked. So I take off all my clothes. If I'm at work, I take off all my clothes, but I leave on my socks and I slide my feet back into my shoes if it's like a public toilet. Um, so that's just what I do. So if you want to go back and listen to that. But what came I just thought about this with Elvis. I heard a story the other day that when Elvis died, yeah, his, he, was on the he was on the shitter, but he was so backed up that they said his shit was like clay oh. in his body. That's oh. how backed up he was. So I have a question for you. Do you feel you have a relatively um, normal shit schedule? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like fucking clockwork. Really? Yeah. So is it like coffee in the morning triggers it or at night? Every single time. I have a cup of coffee. I've got the timing starts on the clock and I've got 30 minutes to get it out or it's coming (laughs) out. So is that any time of day you have a cup of coffee or just that first one? Usually the first one of the day. Yeah. Because I actually usually shit every night. And it all, it all goes back to my idea of having to get naked. So I kind of plan my night as so, I go. By the way, I've noticed that I, I had, I worked a job once where I hated the fucking bathroom because there was no privacy mm-hmm. and there were like four stalls right next to each other. And the, the stall doors were like really high and you can see in between the slots yeah. of some of the doors. Make so, eye contact. Like I would do anything to not shit in that bathroom. So what ended up happening was I kind of, ultimately switched my schedule around so that I was either going before work or after work. 
And after a couple of weeks, my body was like, boom, boom, boom. Like it was on a new schedule. And I did that for years. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I roll. I roll on a schedule. Like I was starting to say, I plan ahead a little bit where if I time it right, I can time it from changing into my clothes I wore for the day into my pajamas. So are you trying to tell me that you have to take a shit now? Is that what No, not right now. We need to hurry this but episode up. You do know one episode that we recorded, you're like, oh, we could go a little longer. I'm like, I got to take a shit, dude. It's like 1130. <laughs> <laughs> so are we, are, we, are we post or pre your normal shit time right now? We are pre- but not by much. So okay, let's so get this movie. Eight, just so everyone knows, it's 8 p.m. Phoenix time, which is 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Yep. So don't call, don't text. I'm busy. Um, <laughs> have you watched anything interesting on TV lately? Um, ironically, I just watched Memento because we talked about it. It was the last episode of the episode before. Um, I was watching Inception today because we talked about Christopher Nolan movies. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, what else Christopher Nolan got on? Um, shows wise, the only show that we've been watching that I really love and can't wait for the new episodes every week is Mosquito Coast and it's on Apple TV. It's, uh, it's, it's based on a book by Justin Thoreau's brother, uncle, something like that. Cousin. What's it about? Um, essentially this guy is an inventor and, um, they've been living this, you know, this somewhat kind of sectioned off life. You know, it's his wife and his two kids, and they, they're all homeschooled. And you get this, like, impression, like, all right, like, what's going on? Like, why don't they kind of act normal in society? And then all of a sudden, the FBI shows up at their doorstep, and they all make a break for it, and they all run, and they have to get out of the country. So we don't know why, um, but they head for – I think they're in California. They head for, for Mexico, and the whole thing is just, like, them on the run. And you learn a little, and they get into some really squirrely situations, and it's actually really good. Hopefully, it ends at some point with them in uh, Zona Norte. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> That's also a throwback for the new people. Yeah, for an earlier episode. Um, so I I stumbled across like I, we talked about once before how I stumbled across I think it's called We Are the Champions on Netflix, which is all this yeah. weird shit. And Netflix recommends all this random stuff for no reason. Sometimes. Like, I could see, oh, I, they recommended this because I watched this show. I get it. Mm-hmm. But one of the recommendations that came up for me was My Octopus Teacher, it's called. I've seen that one. I've seen the the panel for that, you know, the little screen. I've never never watched it, though. So It's a documentary, I, I, right? It's a documentary. Which, I love me some documentaries. Yeah, see, I'm not a, I don't normally watch documentaries. But it's about a guy who, who real, he's, a, he's a documentary filmmaker anyway. But he's taking a break, and during his break, he goes back to where he's from in South Africa, and he goes into the water, and he goes swimming, because he's a diver, and he happens to notice an octopus. And then he goes back the next day, and it's still there, and the next day, it's still there. And so he's like, wow, I wonder what would happen if I come back every single day for like a year, year and a half to see what happens. So it's a, it's a documentary on that process. So it's just interesting. And then like, mm. look, I, I personally, like I, I, I have two cats. I like my cats a lot, but I don't put myself in the true, like animal lovers category type thing. Oh yeah. Right? If, it, if shit hit the fan, you would eat those cats in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm still going to have octopus for dinner the next time I go to like a, <laughs> a restaurant that has it. Right. But, By the way, I think we just lost PETA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, PETA sponsorships. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, um, so they, they, it was just a fascinating story about how, how, basically how fucking smart this animal is, how it protects itself, how it defends itself. 
um, how it knows, how it um, blends in with stuff. So it's just fascinating. So if anybody's interested in a, it's a relatively quick watch. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, I would totally watch that. Yeah. It feels a little slow because the narrator is very methodical. He's very mm -hmm. monotone and it's very matter of fact when he's talking. But I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. So yeah, that's something good. I watched this week. That's not something in my normal category of things I would watch. Very nice. Yeah. So, you know, I had to watch a couple minutes to Terminator 2 to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go? You, since it's yours, Let's do you the one go. crazy question. Yeah. Let's so uh, I saw this on, I think it was Facebook. And I went, oh, man, that was, a, I mean, and, the, and some of the responses were pretty freaking epic. So uh, I thought I would copy it. So the one crazy question for this week is, what is the pettiest reason why you wouldn't date someone? The pettiest okay. reason. Um, I would think it could be as petty as she likes the Yankees, I like the Mets. Can it be something that simple? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I guess that's kind of petty. I mean, I don't think I would break up with someone or not date someone because they were a Yankee fan. All right, how about this? She says mustache instead of mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So along those same lines, I have a few pet peeves that absolutely drive me flipping nuts. And one of them is people that use the word irregardless because it's not a real word. It may be a real word now because it's been used so many times in the past like that people, eight. yeah, it's just one of those things, but it's, it, it means not regardless, which is, which means regarding, I don't know what the, like do, do the, the taxonomy on that word, but it's basically the opposite of what you would think that it means. And so, I, I hate when people say that word. It actually so, drives, like, chills up my spine. I want so to claw word, my brains out. That word has come up in many an arguments on poker nights out in the East Coast, which really? is after you had gone. And the reason being is, I agree with you, it's by the dictionary definition of it now, it says the incorrect use of regardless, right? And it's one of those words where it's been used so many times that Webster was just like, hey, you know what? It's a word. We're going to put it in. <laughs> like bootylicious. <laughs> um, so the funny thing is me and GQ were arguing about this at one point. And I'm like, look, I agree. It shouldn't be used as a word, but it's a word. And he's like, it's not a word. And I'm like, it is in the dictionary, which is the definition of what makes it a word. <laughs> it's defined in the dictionary. So but it I'm wasn't with you always. Yeah. So uh, the other one is is the word frustrated i hear people say it all the time they go i'm so frustrated 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 they, they they remove the r from the word and they say i'm frustrated wow and i mean so irregardless like if i'm on a date and someone says that i'm like check please you know what if someone says irregardless i'm frustrated with this conversation i'm like check please where are the shovels because I'm going to bury this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope your wife uses it nonstop for the next few no, days. No, she, she and I are in the same, uh, in the same realm on that one. <laughs> yeah, so, look, I don't think, like, over the years, like, I've had enough things and reasons why not to like a person <laughs> enough that these minor petty things have never really come up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty good. All right. Regardless, I like it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, fact and a fiction. And All I've right. also thought about this. Oh, so we changed the name? I thought it was a fact and a oh, falsehood. Oh, sorry, a fact and a falsehood. You're changing shit um, up on me without getting approval first. Yeah, no, no, fact and a falsehood. <laughs> 
So one thing I'm going to do at some point, I'm not doing it tonight, you've been warned. Eventually, I'm going to give you either two facts or two falsehoods at the same time, really fuck with you a little bit. Actually, I mean, really. As it is, the first two were pretty easy. The last two were, I mean, flip a coin, man. They were like almost impossible because they were almost the same thing. Like I even got confused on the last one. The last one, I'm like, I got confused, very confused. And then I ended up picking the wrong one. You were frustrated. <laughs> I was very frustrated. So a question though. <laughs> so the idea that I have behind it is if I make them kind of similar, I think it does make it harder. And that's why I've been doing that. So it, right. it doesn't go without thought. That is what I was doing. So right, right. But by the way, if you do what you're saying, then we're, we're playing the game a fact and a fact or a falsehood and a falsehood. I'll Which call it that it afterwards. Now? We'll edit it in afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all, right, um, all right. Here we go. First one. I was once on TV and interviewed for the news. Second one, I worked security for Clive Barker. Clive Barker, yeah. Horror writer. No, I know, I know exactly who he is. Hellraiser. Um, yeah, no, Hellraiser. Um, Book of Blood. So you would have met Clive Barker at a comic book show. Um, uh, this is where your years of experience with me might play into yeah, it very well so, for you. For those that don't know, Mike worked for a comic store for um, a, a long part of his childhood. Or yeah, all the our, our years I wasn't years. in school. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think it's the reason why he went to school is because he realized he didn't want to <laughs> just slap comics around for his entire life. So, um, and you used to constantly go on these, you, you, you would represent your store at these comic book conventions where you would mm -hmm. pack up boxes and boxes of Star Trek memorabilia and really expensive comic books and you would take them and you would sell them at these comic book conventions so much so that one year you surprised me on my my freshman year in college with a show out in Phoenix and mm -hmm. I actually went and helped you out for one of those shows and having not been to one of those shows prior to then I didn't realize what kind of fucking freaks show up at those <laughs> shows man holy shit so much so that when my kids were old enough to appreciate it there was the Phoenix Comic Con, and I took them one year, and some really overweight dude that was not circumcised was wearing a fucking Spider-Man costume with you nothing underneath it. We saw everything, and that was the last time I took my kids to a Comic Con. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. I want to change my answer. You saw his web shooter. So, anyways, back to the game. Uh, you would have, you you probably would have seen Clive Barker at a comic book convention because horror. I mean, comic con book conventions and horror film actors and writers are like one, they're hand in hand. Every every Not comic con I've ever been to, yeah, there's there's always that mix of uh, of, of folks. So, um, so that one I can I can believe. The other one, uh, you were interviewed on television. Um, I actually believe that I saw this clip of you being interviewed on television. So I'm going to go with that's the fact. Because right. I actually, it, I can see it in my head. And All maybe right. I just dreamt it up. But for some reason, I feel like I've seen that before. So the truth is, I worked security for Clive Barker. Get out of here. Yeah. So what happened was at one of the conventions, like you mentioned, his whatever who was hired as his security detail did not show up and they asked a couple of us biggish type guys to help out and to be his security for that day. 
So I actually did work security for Clive Barker, um, which it was, I don't want to say it was dangerous because that sounds silly, but it was right when he was, when he came out as gay and they were worried that there was going to be some repercussions for him at the show because he had just announced it the day before. Um, So that one is real. Now, the one that relates to- I love how I I get all the facts right and then pick the wrong answer. (laughs) Trust me, I like it too. (laughs) Um, The one where I was once on TV and interviewed for the news, I was never interviewed, but I was on TV when uh, the trains had a problem a few years ago. Somebody on the train called into the news and was scanning the train with his cell phone, and I was in the background. Oh, really? So much so that the guy next to me on the train, who I don't know, he turns to me all of a sudden and goes, uh, I think this is you. And he shows me the news article that it's me because <laughs> he was obviously looking, trying to find out what happened. So right. I'm like, holy shit, that is me. So I might have shown you the photo or the clip. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I was never actually interviewed. Oh, uh, so I do remember seeing something where I'm like, I feel like I've seen you on TV before in a news segment. I love all this right. game. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're you're getting so nitpicky on the details where you're picking something that's like 99% true, that's but not right. 100% true. That's right. I, I, yeah. I flip a little bit of a piece to flip it into the other one. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap up, let's describe a movie badly. You can go first. All right. So a uh, group of men spend nine hours trying to return a piece of jewelry. All right. So it has to do with some sort of reverse bank heist. So I'm going to guess return, return a piece of jewelry. Fuck, I can't think of one. In I want to say Inside Man. I don't even know what that movie is. Oh, that's a great movie by um, Spike Lee. Watch oh, that really? movie, dude. That's a great movie. All right. The answer is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, fair enough. You overthought right. it. <laughs> I did. I did. All right. Mine is a man with a sweet tooth keeps knocking off children. A man with a sweet tooth keeps knocking off children. Oh, this is, yeah. I, I'm drawing a big old fat blank on this one. Man with a sweet tooth. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. You could have answered with either Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or the remake was what? Called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think they called it. Yeah, but knocking off children, I feel like that's killing children. I was thinking of, I was thinking murder mystery. I was not thinking uh, like, all right. Well, to be fair, he is playing it up as if he's kind of killing them in the thing. Augustus right. Gloop ends up in the chocolate. You think he's going to drown? Violet, you think he's going to blow up from eating a blueberry? Um, Mike, Mike TV gets zapped across the thing into mm-hmm. all these little pieces, and they can't put him back together. He's not going to put him back together. He's just a little tiny man. Yeah, eventually. So, all right. Well, Remember they have to put him in the taffy stretching machine to get him back him to in his the taffy stretching size? machine. Well, that so when when when. TV mic or whatever goes through the little particle thing, and he, and, and I'm I'm talking about the the Gene Wilder version. I didn't mm-hmm. really see the the newer one. Um, when they get him into the TV, he's like you know like 
five inches tall. Yep. And then they pick him up and they're like, you know, and then Willy Wonka's like, well, you take him to the taffy spreading machine. And his mom like passes out because she's like, oh my God. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. So with that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored. bored and frustrated. Irregardless. <laughs> <laughs>